0: Thatchakragirlco. dot com slash goddess.
1: The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Chakra Girl Radio with Amberly Lyons is an uncut look into the lives of today's influencers to create real conversation about spirituality, modern girl problems, and the balance between vodka and green juice. Gurus and Gucci, we're getting real about the chaos, mistakes, and meltdowns that come along with success. Here's your main Chakra Girl, Amberly Lyons.
0: Welcome back to Chakra Girl Radio. It is Amberly Lyons here. I'm your chakra expert, your energy and crystal connoisseur, and your spiritual BFF. I'm the founder of Chakra Girl Co., which is a platform that's just giving you all the tips and all the inspo to activate your chakras so that you can live your best life that's both glamorous, glamorous, <laughs> and grounded, and spiritual and spicy. Because all the things here at Chakra Girl Co. Today, we have Brianna D with us. She is a consultant specializing in soulful business strategy, but she's also the host of Shadow Light, which is a podcast where she talks about getting real with your story and really embracing the juxtaposition of lightness and darkness. And we just really all have both of those and we need to just admit it. Brianna is just like the sweetest and She's kind of a girl crush of mine. I think I call her hot a few times in this episode. Anyways, we're talking about letting your darkness be your guide to bring in more light rather than just like shoving it all away like we tend to do. Um, And we're also talking about like just not pushing away those shadows and learning to work with them and work through them for good. Because when you push them away, it really blocks you from manifesting. We're talking about releasing people's expectations of you. Um, For example, Brianna went from being a lawyer to a light worker, which is a really exciting story. And then we're talking about when therapy works and when therapy doesn't work. So I was off the grid this Easter weekend, except I had Wi-Fi, so I don't know if that counts as being off the grid, but, like, I barely checked my phone, so, I mean, that's off the grid as I get. My cousins have a lake house about four hours away from where I live, and we took the dog, and we ate, and we drank all the things, and we just really recharged. I even did a fucking puzzle, you guys, like a jigsaw puzzle. Can you even? And then I actually came home and ordered one from Amazon that has hummingbirds on it, so... I'm like old lady styles. Oh, and speaking of old ladies, we also talk about the golden girls on this episode. So I mean, make sure you listen to the whole thing. So yeah, it was just really calming. And oh, speaking of things I've ordered on Amazon, I also ordered a Lakshmi statue and a Saraswati statue. You know, I'm all about the goddess tip right now. I posted the Lakshmi one on insta the Saraswati one has not arrived yet i can't within when things are not on prime like what is the point anymore of waiting for things to arrive so yeah who knows when it's gonna arrive if it's gonna arrive but i posted the lakshmi one and um yeah just follow me on insta for all the goddess goodness and you can find me at Shocker girl co and if you're not following me yet like Come on, what you waiting for? Okay, and P.S., I am hosting a two-day event in Palm Springs that's for people that have a business, all about that boss babe vibe, and want to become influencers and make, like, consistent... Cash flow in the biz. I know, like, when you first start, sometimes it's a bit of a roller coaster. So, anyways, DM me if you're interested in that. We'll get your chakras flowing. We'll drink a shit ton of wine in Palm Springs and you'll make some new besties. And we're actually tapping on like a four month support group with it as well. So if you're interested, DM me. Okay. So let us get into the chakra tip du jour EFT tapping. Have you done it? Have you heard of it? So EFT stands for emotional freedom technique. And let me tell you. You become free after you do it. So how it works, it's like tapping on certain points of your body, on your meridian points. So it works with like the same kind of science as acupuncture, essentially. And it reprograms your emotional attachment to things and just kind of like releases any weird juju that you've been holding onto or any weird like emotional patterns. So people have cured eating disorders. You can like reduce stress, reduce negative emotions from certain issues and ultimately like restores balance to, to misaligned energy. So whether you are, you know, have like stage fright or have, you know, just even general anxiety, it kind of like gets to the root of the issue and you just tap, tap, tap it all away. So, my chakra shout out on that same tip is to Gala, darling. You guys, I had her on the podcast. She's become a friend of mine. She's amazing. Listen to her episode, Gala Darling. She's fab. But I did a session with her, a tapping session, and I thought it was going to be about public speaking. But it ended up being about my childhood and girls that were mean to me when I was in high school because all the boys liked me, obviously. Um, but that's a whole other story. But yeah, so we tapped all that away. We like got to the root of everything. And I honestly feel so much better. So it's like you think you're going in to talk about one thing and then you like tap away, tap away, tap away and get to the root of it. And then it's gone. And the amazing thing about Gala is that it's really not about dwelling on the past. Like she just wants you to tap it all out and release the emotional charge behind it so that it's gone for good and you can move the fuck on. So go listen to the episode with Gala, darling. Check her out. She's fucking amazing. And I love her dearly. All right, guys, let us get into this deep episode with Brianna. Welcome guys to Shocker Girl Radio. We're here today with Brianna D. She is a consultant specializing in soulful business strategy and she's also the host of Shadow Light, the podcast where she focuses on what the what she deems the most important work that we as humans can do both professionally and personally to write and share our own stories. And she does so in such a lovely way. Um, I connected with Brianna from being on her podcast, and she's just the coolest, and you guys are gonna love her. And she's really sharing all of her amazing things with the world. So make sure you're following her. Welcome to the show, Brianna. Thank you so much for having me. Yay. Happy to have you. (laughs) I had so much fun on your podcast. So. Okay. Let's get into our slumber party questions. What is your daily ritual? Oh my gosh. I have so many and they always change. So I know that doesn't sound like a ritual, but I have literally a list of so many rituals that it would take me all day to do them. And I feel like I have some weeks where I'm doing the same two or three every day and other weeks where I'm doing a different two or three and some weeks where it's totally different, but it's always from that list. Mm. Mm -hmm. Some of the things on the list. Sometimes meditation, sometimes a walk. Um, I do always do my water with lemon and Himalayan salt in the morning and coffee with music. So like a slow, easy morning and then whatever fits, whether it's meditation, whether it's like dreaming, doing pages. reading a book, listening to a podcast, pulling some cards. Yeah. Drawing, sometimes just doing something weird, maybe going on Pinterest or like just perusing the internet.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I know. That's definitely part of my ritual too.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Otherwise it's just like so easy to just dive straight into work and be on, 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 on. It's like really more about me than the what of the ritual is having that one to two hours by myself in the morning of just being really slow and really organic and just in whatever place that I actually really am in, in that day. So it's Mm. less dogmatic and more just kind of that flowing me time. Yes. I love it. So what is on your chill playlist?
1: Oh,
0: I've been really into Fleetwood Mac lately. Oh, good one. Classic. Yes. Always Fleetwood Mac. But for some reason this past few weeks, I feel like I've been listening pretty exclusively to Fleetwood Mac. Oh my gosh. uh, Yeah. (laughs) I'm adding in some TV to my morning too. Gotta have it in the ritual guys. What is your go-to crystal? Rose quartz, always the pink and always the heart. Yes. And do you find that, like, do you find that it's because it's something that you need the most? I think it used to be something I needed a lot more than I need now. I think right now in my life, I definitely am more needing more throat chakra and more speaking my voice, which is ironic because of how much I do that. But it's Mm -hmm. almost like Once I open the door of starting to speak up, it's like, I have so much more that I'm still holding back on. Um, but definitely the pink and the, the, I love pink and the rose quartz and the heart and all of it. I, there was a time when that was really, really medicine for me Mm. and now I just love it. It just reminds me of coming back to myself and really maybe those early years of finding self-care and tuning in and also like dream is to have a massive pink rose quartz just in the middle of my house. Like oh I'm talking like I one of the like $40,000. I know. I always <laughs> like when I'm in Vegas, I'm like, I'm just going to buy one. Like, Oh my gosh, I'll have them. Then I'm like, Oh wait, it's- wait, they're like $40,000. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> you know what? Maybe if I win big at the casino one day, no, 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 it's going to happen. Yeah. It's just a matter of when. Yeah. <laughs> What's your favorite Kardashian. So I actually am not into the Kardashians. I've never even seen an episode. I'm more of a Golden Girls. Kind of girl. <laughs> I know. favorite Golden Girl? <laughs> oh, Rose. Rose. Yeah, definitely Rose. Yeah. yeah. I, I was debating in my head between Blanche or Rose. It's like, I was going to go the sassy or the like just dumb, fun, like yeah. so lucky. <laughs> Rose is always my favorite, but I think as I get older, I'm definitely turning into more of a blanche. <laughs> yeah. Also she just has that like giving no am I allowed to curse? Of course. Okay. Giving no fucks. Like, yeah. you know, like this is just who I am and everybody is gonna just bow around me. You know. She's like the Samantha. Totally. Totally a hundred percent. Let's draw the lines here. Who's who? Dorothy's <laughs> um, Carrie. I so I was gonna say that, but then Carrie's also fabulous. And Dorothy, right, Dor- okay, no, Doris. <laughs> Dor- yeah. Like Sophia <laughs> yeah. Sophia's Carrie. Yeah, Sophia's
1: Carrie.
0: Oh my gosh. So funny. There's parallels for sure. There that's the recipe for like a good girl group. You gotta have the sassy okay. one, yeah. the funny one that's fabulous, the one that's like a little bit naive. Hmm, And I love it too, because every time I watch it, I really do get kind of astounded by how progressive it was for its time. Like when they were creating that show, they were talking about AIDS and and being gay or yeah. um like different like race issues or they had so many subliminal messages and issues and i know that tv started around that era to to implement mm-hmm. some bigger issues but they just do it like in your face but also yeah. in a way that you're still engaged in the story and it's still entertainment so and I love that it's like older women too, because like yeah. those are the people that need the most. Like, oh my gosh, because they're so like conditioned, yeah, um, and they're a family. Yeah, totally, <laughs> totally. I love it. So, what is your word of this year? You know, it's funny because I saw everybody doing the word of the year at the beginning of the year, and I was kind of just not into it. I think I'm going to say flow. Mm. because I don't, I just don't want to prescribe anything. I want it to just be natural and in alignment. And I'm really good at the hustle, um, that it's been detrimental. And so I think really just staying in flow and seeing what evolves. Mm, I love it. And even releasing is a good one for you. Totally.
1: Love. What
0: is something that you indulge in that you think good spiritual people probably don't do? My okay. pajamas. I Pajama. oh, love yeah. pajamas, but not like cute, slinky velvet pajamas. I have a collection of probably like 10 or 15 pairs of like cupcakes, puppies, donuts, I think um, you were wearing cute pajamas the first time we... Oh, I totally talked. was. <laughs> I wear them in public. I wear them like to Fashion Island, a bougie mall in Newport Beach. Um, I like like shamelessly wear my pajamas and people always stare and make comments and some of them are kind of like uncomfortable and other people are like, you do you girl like this is awesome. But I love my like children's pajama sets. I love it. And I think the fact <laughs> that you're just like so hot, it just like doesn't matter. Like it, you can wear, you could wear a paper bag and you'd still. <laughs> <that's fine. laughs> <Thank> you. <laughs> okay. So tell us about your spiritual, your spiritual journey and how that has correlated with the creation of your business. Yeah. So I was raised super Christian. Um, I went to religious school and my mom was actually Catholic, but I went to a Christian school. I was like leader of my youth group, like at every Sunday school, everything really believed in God. And um, it really saved my life. I mean, that was during a period I grew up with young parents who were addicts and there was a lot of abuse and chaos and moving around and dysfunction. And I really do think that my belief, or I know in a lot of ways, my belief in God saved my life because it was like in some of those weirdest, worst moments, there was always something bigger out there, you know? And I was like, I know God has a plan. Like it's going to be okay because God is going to protect me. Mm -hmm. Um, And then when I got into high school, I fell pretty far away from that. And kind of had a few years of just being like, screw spirituality, screw all of all religions and all people who believe in that stuff. Like it's bullshit. Um, and then in college I did my emphasis. So it's kind of like a minor, but my emphasis is a cluster of classes you have to take to graduate in one section. I decided for some reason to do mine in spirituality. So I took like Buddhism, Hinduism. Um, I was taking classes like conscious consciousness and quantum theory and the neuroscience of happiness and all of these like really esoteric classes. And ironically, I started taking those classes right before my mom passed away. Mm. And so it really was this like, like this beautiful, beautiful vehicle that kind of reinstilled my faith in a bigger presence and in something that was had a master plan or that something bigger that I could look at instead of really getting caught in what was happening in that present moment.
1: Mm.
0: Yeah. So from there, it's been a journey. I have gone to a lot of Buddhist temples. I really resonate with a lot of Buddhism, although I wouldn't say that I am Buddhist by any means. Um, a lot of meditation, Zen meditation. I just love reading. I love works of mystics. I love Um, I find the Kabbalah to be really fascinating. And like, I really just love the idea of spirituality. I've also studied A Course in Miracles. I've read it through a few times. Like, I just love this connection to the universe and to something bigger. And um, that kind of informs everything that I am and everything that I do, because it's, I don't ever really feel bogged down in the physical manifestation of who I am or what I am in that moment. I'm not going to say never. Obviously, I'm a human. I have days where I'm like,
1: what? (laughs) But
0: um, I do think for the most part, the spirituality as it's not defined, universe, source, God, whatever you want to call it, just that There is, and we're all energy and we're all connected and we're all kind of ebbing and flowing with each other. That guides everything that I want to do and everything that I want to be. And it guides how I see myself and like kind of what I want for myself too and how I impact the other people around me. So beautiful. So after you got your education in all of these beautiful modalities and religions, at what point did you decide that this was going to be a business? So I didn't. So I, my, after my mom passed, so I took those classes before my mom passed. Um, after my mom passed, I started doing a yoga teacher training. And so I dove pretty deep into the yogi principles and um, got a little bit more into my spirituality, into myself. But also at the same time, I was applying to go to law school. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I went to law school. I wanted to go work in mental health. My mom had a lot of struggles with mental health, and I worked with a lot of kids in college who had um, mental health issues or were on the spectrum for autism, which it's, I just, I worked with a lot of people that I saw how much their rights were impacted or how much their ability to heal and to grow and to take care of themselves were impacted by the systems that we have in place. So I really wanted to go to law school and make an impact in the system. And that period of time in law school, I really lost myself. I mean, in a way that I think now I see that I needed to, but um, I was super, super indoctrinated into the work I was doing, into um, the, the systems that I was working in into the people that I was working with. It just was all very much more black and white. And I just, I needed to, I was in my lower mental thinking because I needed to get through that period. And I also kicked ass. Like I did really well in law school. I got the jobs. I had the internships. I was always doing too much. Like I was obsessed and emerged so fully in it. So it wasn't until after well, halfway through law school, I had a breakup. And as they often do, the breakups make you start thinking about all the other pieces of your life. And that was kind of the beginning of reaching out. And that's when I started going back to the Course of Miracles and like slowly reaching for self-help, personal development, spirituality, all of the above as literally like I felt like I was dying and I needed to something to save me. Um, and a few months after I graduated law school, about six months into my first job, I realized I was like you know I can stay on this path and stay in the system that's broken and that's not really meant to help people it's it's meant to like fix a crisis and then throw people back out in the street um if I'm being totally cynical about it <laughs> um yeah. but or I can stop and step aside and see where I can actually have a bigger impact and where I can really reach people and where I can really help people in a deeper way or in a way that felt more authentic to me because it just didn't As much as my why was really strong of like my passion for helping people went, my why for working in the law was totally squandered. And um, that was when I started thinking about, um, I started like Googling life coaches and (laughs) spiritual businesses and all these things online that felt like, like they might as well have been in another country. Like they just felt so foreign and weird and like it took me a lot of looking at it again and again, and a lot of time to even let myself think about maybe doing that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's been a bit of a journey <laughs> it's been a journey. And you talk a lot in your messaging about the juxtaposition between the light and the dark um, mm-hmm. and how we can, you know, live with both. And obviously you experienced a lot of dark, like with your parents growing up and your mom passing away. So do you find, how do you you bring that balance into your current day? What are some tips or tricks that you can use for people that are maybe in a dark place right now to balance that out with light? I love that question. And I think I want to preface it by saying that it's really important to remember that balance is not about always staying in the middle or always being in homeostasis. Like like even like in yoga it's not like you're just standing perfectly still and you're not moving like there's a subtle sway the more balanced you become the smaller your sway becomes and the more kind of within the lines that you stay and the more balanced you look but there's always that subtle sway so really giving yourself permission to be on the waves and if you're early in your healing journey or if something recently happened if you're really in a dark space your waves might be really big I mean, you might go really low and then come back up really high and just kind of giving yourself the allowance to do that and to be where you really are. It's like knowing that it's not always going to be, I I love how you um, referenced like standing in a yoga pose. That's so like, that's such a great visual because we are always like going back and forth. It's never going to be just one way totally and that's even with in business like i i work yeah. with some of my clients in business it's like growth is not linear it's going to be kind of a wave instead of just a straight line up mm-hmm. um and i really i mean honestly that might even be the biggest and the only tip is like just let yourself do that because i think we all put so much pressure on ourselves to get better and to be better like we should just be great humans all the time and it's like you know there's something for everything. (laughs) Yeah, totally. So are there any like daily things that you do to make those sways a little bit more sturdy? So that's where this massive list came from. And I actually really do have a list and, Mm -hmm. you know, some days I don't look at it because I know what I'm intuitively feeling at that moment, but like, Mm -hmm. I actually have a list of all of these different self-care practices because I have over the years spent a small fortune and I shit ton of time doing like every healing modality under the sun. Um, and I think the biggest daily things, the d- biggest daily thing for me is the practice of waking up and saying, this is my hour when I wake up mm-hmm. to sit and read or whatever feels good to really allow yourself that time that really made a difference for me in resetting my nervous system because I got out of the hamster wheel. You know, it's like it's so easy to just be on the hamster wheel going, 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 and then you stop and you're out of breath and you're like, what the fuck just happened? And it's like, well, you've been running for weeks on end. So having the daily literal like this is my time and I will not not sacrifice that, that was like my biggest thing. And then being gentle with myself within that hour of not like, Okay. Every day I have to journal every day. I have to meditate for 15 minutes every day. I have to like, not like beating myself up with self-care, but being like, what do I feel like today? What do I want to do? Maybe yeah. I want to watch an episode of golden girls. I have done yeah, that many times. probably. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and where are my
0: pajamas? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Like sit in my coffee with a candle and golden girls in my puppy pajamas. Yes, Leave me that alone.
1: Delightful. I'm...
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm coming over So we all want to look and feel like our best, most radiant, refreshed selves. But what about your tatas? What about your boobs, guys? They need to look and feel good as well, which is why Lively is my newest obsession. It is an underwear and bra line, and they are the perfect combination of lingerie, active, and swim. So they're kind of establishing this entirely new category of lingerie called leisure. Get it? Like leisure and lingerie. I love a good word play, guys. It's like Brangelina or Benifer, but it will not end in a nanny cheating scandal. Okay, I'm not even joking though. Lively is literally... Style meets comfort. So they've got really soft fabrics and lounge worthy fits, which means you can just like sit around chill. You know, I'm pretty much always sitting around the house anyways, and it's super comfortable. I don't even have to like take my bra off and put it on the coffee table when I'm watching a movie and you can really wear it all day because it's the most comfortable bra you will ever freaking wear. So I got the straight up bralette and tomato red. It's so, so cute. And it kind of looks like a sports bra, but there's no uniboob and it's so comfy and cute. So I can wear it to the gym. I can wear it out. I can wear it with a cute top and the boobs are separated, lifted and super comfy. They've got like all kinds of bras they have bralettes t-shirt bras push-up bras plunge bras no wire bras you're gonna find your new go-to piece I don't know about you guys I'm like disgusting and never wash my bras so you can bet that I'm gonna be wearing this every single day even on laundry day and lively is all about the body positivity so they offer sizes for all the tatas you can imagine from 32a to 44d and they don't charge more for having bigger boobs all sizes are the same price plus you get free and easy returns using the prepaid shipping label included in every package. They make it super easy, but I don't think you're going to return it. Trust me. I used their fit guide and it was super accurate and there's a step-by-step process for any bra type that finds the fit that's perfect for you because your boobs deserve best. But honestly, guys, I'm loving the lively bra that I got. I also got some boy short undies as well that are super comfortable. They're comfy, but also cute. For a limited time, you guys are getting $10 off your first order by visiting Wearlively.com slash chakra. So it's W E A R L I V E L Y dot com slash chakra and enter promo code chakra at checkout. So again, this is only available in the US. So it's wearlively.com slash chakra and use promo code chakra at checkout. Go get the most amazing bras and be comfy all day. So we talked about how to like call in a bit more light. So let's talk about how to work with the dark. Um, can you explain shadow work to us? I feel like some people see that as something that's really daunting and they try and like shove their shadows away and don't like to face them and just like to band-aid them up with butterflies. But what is it? what does shadow work look like as a practice? Yeah, I think a lot of people do that. And that was my biggest inspiration for starting my business. It actually started with the podcast for me. So mm-hmm. I had been doing client or not doing clients, <laughs> <laughs> taking clients. Not running that do, kind of business. <laughs> yeah. I've been doing some work on the side, but I was kind of looking at it as like my middle space while I figured out what I wanted to do. And I just had this like download one morning I woke up and I was like, I need to do a podcast all about the shit that we don't want to talk about. Mm-hmm. Like I had felt for so many years, part of the reason I found myself in really a mental health crisis Um, for a few years there, I was super depressed. I was suicidal. I was plastered on the outside. So like always had a smile on my face, was kicking ass in school and work. Like so many people that knew me during that period of my life, now that I've been doing the work that I do message me all the time. Like we had no idea, like we, nobody knew what you were going through on their inner world. Mm. Um, cause I would push through the day and then I would get home and just fall on the ground and sob and just like, I don't want to be alive. Like this is awful. This is what life is. But a big part of that was I just had all these things that had happened in my life and all these feelings that I had that I didn't feel like I could talk to anybody about because it was the dark, scary things that made other people uncomfortable. And if other people don't even like, you can only hold as much space for someone else as you can hold for yourself, right? Like you can only see someone else as much as you can see yourself. So if you're not willing to really sit with yourself and your own stuff, then you certainly don't want to sit with somebody else and their stuff. Mm -hmm. So that was kind of the world I was operating in was like, we don't, we don't talk about these things. And so for me, that's really the shadow work. It's the things that are hiding, that we're hiding, that we're embarrassed of, we're ashamed of, or maybe we don't even have a conscious understanding that we're ashamed of because we've been pushing it away for so long, like I had been doing or spiritually bypassing it, which is using your spirituality and your positivity and your affirmations and your being a good person as a mask for what was really going on. Um, so yeah, the, the shadow work for me is really looking at those wounded parts of yourself and the things that maybe you're embarrassed of, or maybe you just don't like, or that make you uncomfortable and really shining a light on yourself, like being, being the light, right? Like you're sitting in that darkness and you're really acknowledging and honoring what you're actually feeling in that moment, Mm. but also learning to light it up for yourself so true so if you're kind of someone who hasn't really faced it yet do you suggest like writing it down or like just bring like you know setting aside some time to like be alone with your thoughts or like what are some like tangible things that we can do to start getting real with ourselves I think that's definitely there's a lot of ways you can go about it um if you have the resources to work with a therapist um I don't think that therapy is the end-all be-all and I do realize there's a lot of therapists that aren't so great. Um, They just are limited in their skills to do therapy. They're really great at school and learning about therapy, but the real-life application of therapy is totally different. Mm. Um, But if you do have resources to find a therapist, I would really recommend finding somebody that you can really get real with because the, the thing is like regardless at the end of the day of whether or not You need to talk about your issues or you need somebody to tell you how to deal with things or whatever a lot of people kind of poo-poo on therapy for. There is something to be said about going to a place where you're literally paying somebody to sit and just see you. Mm -hmm. Like it's there's no awkwardness of like, oh, should I be talking right now? Should they be talking? Like, can I share this? Like the whole purpose, it's that investment in yourself and that like time, money, everything all of the energy, that person's energy is totally on you. You are totally on you and just sitting. And sometimes you may not talk about anything substantive, but something comes up where you're like, Oh, I didn't even realize that's how I felt. Yeah. Sometimes you say something and you're like, now that I say that out loud, I'm kind of like, wait, really? That's what I was thinking. And I've been thinking that for like months or years yeah. Now that I say it out loud. It's totally bananas. <laughs> I know. I, that's what I felt. My experience was too. It's like, I would be like answering my own questions. And I right. was like, why did it take me so long to figure this out? Like, but the second I opened my mouth, it was there waiting for me. Like the answers are already in there. And what's great about therapy too, is that you don't have to be embarrassed because they've probably heard a lot worse. Dude, for sure. And I mean, they literally signed up to do this. They literally, like they put themselves yeah. through school. Like this is what they want to do. They know it's going to be uncomfortable. Hmm. Yeah. Let's move on to manic moments and manifesting where we talk about our last meltdown and the last thing we manifested and I can go first. Okay. So I spoke with this on Instagram today. But I had a dream last night that I got drunk and did all these topless Insta stories. <laughs> and I Shut woke up. up in the hugest fucking panic. And I was like I like checked my stories like in the middle of the night and was like thank god. And then I was like and I was even like because I was still half asleep. So I was like, did I already delete them? Like what happened? Like, were they out there? Like did something? Ha-? And like in my dream, I was going and trying to delete them, but I couldn't figure out how to delete them. And I was looking at like the number of views go like up and up and up. And I was like, Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh, <laughs> it was oh the God. most terrifying dream. And then, um, so yeah, I like, so when I like, have you ever just had like a weird dream? And then you like, you're like overanalyzing. Oh, I'm I'm not in control or maybe I'm a dreamer. It's like all the time. I'm just like, wait, what, what? (laughs) I know. And I was like making myself feel guilty that I had that dream. Oh my God. It was so weird. I was in the weirdest funk this morning, but then I like, I, I like was in the bath as I do every morning, my ritual. And, um, I was just like journaling. And I was just like, this was, this is so funny. Like, I just need to talk about it. And I feel like that with anything shameful, like if you just start talking about it, the shame goes away. And the funny mm-hmm. thing is I never fucking did it in the first place. So right. Hey, uh, <laughs> Wait, that's hilarious. <laughs> oh, that was my meltdown today. Um, my manifestation was, so I want to do a beauty product. i I get so many questions about my skin. Um, and I, I was thinking, okay, I'm definitely going to do a sheet mask. So I'm like talking to manufacturers going back and forth, but there was part of me that's like, no, like I want to do, and there was something, I don't know if I want to announce it yet, but there is something else that I wanted to do. Um, I was like, maybe I should do this other thing instead. Um, still a face product, but something different. And, um, I, the manufacturing company that I've been talking to about sheet masks, they're like, Hey, um, they emailed me. They're like, Hey, I found your specs for the sheet mask, but I can't find your specs for the other thing that we were talking about. And they mentioned the thing that I had never even brought to their attention or said out loud. So they had me confused with someone else, but they were like asking me for specs for the thing that I actually want to create. I, was, oh, I love that. Oh my gosh. This is a sign. So, and then I went for dinner with one of my good friends and I don't know why I didn't think of involving her because she works for a skincare company. And I told her about it and we were just like brainstorming and things were just, it just felt so aligned that all of that happened in one day. Like I already had that dinner plan with her and I had no like, I wasn't even going to talk to her about it. We didn't even bring it up until we were like about to leave. And then like three glasses of wine later, we were still talking about it. (laughs) Um, So yeah, everything was just very flowy and I'm super excited to share with you guys when it's ready. I love that. That's amazing. Manifested it. So tell us about your last meltdown. The last one, I think I have, so I've been clearing out really everything in my life. um, But I've in November, since November, but like actively in November, mostly in December was the biggest chunk of the work. I started getting rid of my physical belongings and like purging so much stuff, like seventy five percent of my stuff, and all these things. It's been such an emotional experience. Of like, I just I just woke up one day and I realized that I was holding on to all of these different things that I was holding on to for the wrong reasons, mm-hmm. um, and I started working with a feng shui consultant and it's just been the most insane experience of my life. Um, But so I had this last little pile of things to go through that I'd been putting off. And I left in this pile in the corner of my apartment and just did not want to get to, kept telling myself I'd do it tomorrow, tomorrow, tomorrow. And in this pile of things, I have this beautiful tray. It's like this mirrored gold embossed tray that my grandma got in Venice, Italy like years ago. Mm-hmm. And I was obsessed with it, but it's not not at all my style. Like it was one of those things I was holding on to for the sentiment and also because it was like this fancy thing, right? Like I just it sounds like my pattern. style. Can I have it? <laughs> Well, let me finish the story. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so this this like ornate thing was not my style, but I really it was like fancy and expensive and it was my grandma's and I wanted to keep it. And I ran my Roomba and it bumped into the pile and knocked over the tray and broke. Oh no. And oh, I no. Had a meltdown <laughs> and I like, "Oh my gosh." And it was I just felt So this could this could also maybe go back to that question earlier of like what's your guilty pleasure or whatever. It's like I definitely still find myself in these moments of like so much attachment to a thing and to mm-hmm. an idea of like oh this is expensive so I need to keep it you yeah. know what I mean mm-hmm. and it's like like it didn't fit in my life anymore I had done all this crazy work of letting things go but there was just this one last thing that I was holding on to and god universe source whatever you are out there was literally like no this needs to go like you need to level up your life and just really clear out even like the things that are in the tiny little bit of non-resonance for mm-hmm. you anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I had my meltdown and I cried and I was very upset. And then afterwards, I, it was like feeling that and releasing that meltdown was like the big, most so cathartic. And I just had this instant download of like, oh my gosh, I'm free. Like I'm clear, like the literally now the only things that I own are things that I'm obsessed with. Anyway, it was this huge, it it could even be my, my (laughs) meltdown and my manifestation. (laughs) Do you have another manifestation you want to share or are you you double whammy? That's a double whammy, but I will talk about my most favorite recent manifestation is from about a month ago, but it like, maybe it was like two months ago now, but it was one of those things that I was having another moment of like maybe I shouldn't be doing this. Like, maybe I just want it. Like I've, you know, I've had my fun. I've, I've done well, maybe I'll divert and do something totally different. Um, and literally like an hour after I was having that like mini meltdown with myself, which y'all, if anybody's an entrepreneur of any capacity, you know, that you have these all the time and it doesn't mean anything, (laughs) but sometimes I believe it. Sometimes I think it does mean it. And I went to a Pilates class and this random woman. It was just me and this random older woman in this Pilates class in Dallas. And we were working out together and the Pilates teacher started talking about her business. And we just started having an open conversation about some different things. And I, of course, being myself, I just was like giving her advice. I'm like, oh my gosh, you should try this. And then we started talking about like social enterprises. And like I used to work in nonprofit. So the blend between like a nonprofit and a for-profit business. And we just got really into the weeds. And at the end of the conversation, this woman who was in the class with me came up to me and was like, I want to talk to you. And the long story short, she's like a super prolific woman who has a few businesses and one of her businesses, she needed some consulting in. And she's like, I don't know you, but I'm hiring you. Like you're going to do this for me. And it ended up being this big job. And it was like, it was, it was just another, like, it was literally a manifestation of like, I had been so desperately wanting to change directions in the clientele that I had been working with. Basically, I had been getting two in the weeds with some business components and I've started to lose my like soul work and my shadow and the personal development and all of that. And this woman is both business and personal development. Like she's prolific in the like self-help personal development field. So it was like this beautiful, and I had no idea who she was until she came up to me at the end and was like explaining herself. And I was like, Oh, dope. (laughs) (laughs) This was exactly what I needed. And I was feeling so like, I was so, I kept asking like, how can I blend or like what, like I was trying to figure out how to blend my different passion areas. And this was literally like the perfect blend of exactly what I'd wanted to do. Mm, I love that so much. <laughs> the universe wants you to keep going, honey. I know it keeps happening. It's pretty I love freaking it. amazing. Okay. Well, you are amazing and we love you. Tell everyone where they can find you on Instagram and online and your podcast. Where can we stalk you? Yeah, my podcast is Shadow Light. So it's shadow and light, one word, same thing. Um, My Instagram is Brianna saying things because that's pretty much all I'm ever doing. (laughs) Uh, It's B-R-Y-A-N-N-A saying things. And then my website is under construction. So it only has the podcast on it right now, but it's BriannaD.com if you want to check that out. Yay. And we will link everyone in the show notes. You guys, thank you so much for listening. If you like what you hear, please subscribe. Please rate me five stars. If you want to rate me anything less, don't rate me at all. And catch us next week when we interview another amazing person. Thank you so much for listening. And Brianna, thank you so much for being fabulous. Everyone have the best week.
1: Bye guys. Thank you so much for being a chill chakra girl and tuning in to Chakra Girl Radio. Don't forget to subscribe and give us a five star rating. You can find more info on chakras and on Amber Lee at thechakragirlco.com and follow all the glam and grounded goodness on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at the Chakra Girl Co. Amber Lee loves engaging with her listeners, so DM her anytime.